What if the best thing you can do is nothing? My name is Chris Cooper, and every week on this podcast, I try to ask you one big question to chew on over the weekend. I call it Food for Thought Friday, and this week I'm saying, what if the best action you can take is no action at all? Once upon a time, there was an old farmer who had worked his crops for many years. One day, his horse ran away. Upon hearing the news, his neighbors came to visit. Such bad luck, they said sympathetically. You must be so sad. We'll see, the farmer replied. The next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it two other wild horses. How wonderful, the neighbors exclaimed. Not only did your horse return, but you got two more. What great luck you have. We'll see, answered the farmer. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses, got thrown, and broke his leg. The neighbors again came to offer their sympathy on his misfortune. Now your son can't help with your farming, they said. Man, what terrible luck you have. We'll see, replied the old farmer. The following week, military officials came to the village to conscript young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. Such great news. You must be so happy. The man said again, we'll see. Beside my gym is another building I own called the Two Brain Workshop. And the workshop is built and dedicated to helping local entrepreneurs revitalize the economy of my city. We used to be an industrial town, and now those industries are gone, but I believe that entrepreneurship can save it. Inside the workshop, we have co-working space, we have boardroom rentals, we have theme offices, some really cool ones, and we have some other long-term tenants. We also hosted the Intramural Open Draft here last night, and that was awesome. But it's not for everyone. We've been hosting a local TV show here called Be Your Own Superhero, and the host of the show, named Catherine, was really, really excited about the space. After she interviewed five local women on Monday, she posted on her Facebook wall, you've got to visit the workshop, it's so awesome here. And one of her friends replied that they had visited the workshop and found it too expensive. The friend said, I can get co-working space for $55 a month downtown instead of $100 a month at the workshop. It's beautiful, but I can also get free advice from local entrepreneurs downtown instead of paying for mentorship at the workshop. The host, Catherine, sent me a message and said, you better respond to this. And I said, I prefer to do nothing. Because what your commenter has done for me is established that there's a clear difference between what we're doing and what she can get downtown for virtually nothing. I want the best entrepreneurs. I don't want every entrepreneur. In Two Brain, we have 380 gyms worldwide now under our mentorship practice and guidance. I don't want every gym, but I do want the best gyms in the Two Brain family. And so I've brought this same philosophy to our local economy, and I find myself explaining it to entrepreneurs, many of whom think that they're competing on price. So it's not just the gyms, folks. But the moral of this story is that I'm actually better to do nothing, to not reply to the comment, to not lose sleep over what people are saying on Facebook, because the problem will really resolve itself. Over time, it will either just go away or the commenter's opinion will have the correct effect on her readers. People who want an elite level of service, who, for whom $45 a month is kind of a rounding error, they'll be attracted to the higher price space because they know it won't be crowded. They know they won't just hear opinions from other people who might not be at their same level of success, or frankly, their opinions might be wrong. It's taken me a long time to learn this lesson, especially on social media. 
I used to jump into fights all the time, try and put down these witty responses, lose sleep, be distracted at home, not play with my kids, because I would just constantly be fixated on what people were saying about me online. Now what I've learned is this. First, I'm going to give it 24 hours before I respond to anything negative that's said. On the very rare occasion when somebody finds fault with something that we write online and they tag us in a Facebook post, I now know that I'm better to wait because their readers will read our stuff and a lot of the time they'll upgrade to the two brain service. This has also happened in my gym. If somebody criticizes you or condemns you or complains about your service on Facebook, sometimes that's a great thing. People are not living in a vacuum. And so if you have a cranky customer and she was a real headache and she took a lot of your time and she leaves a negative review, other people will also know that person's a headache. Maybe even some of her friends will join your gym because they'll say, hey, she doesn't go there. This is the only place I can get clear of her. It's not a bad thing to be known as the gym who doesn't want everyone. To be known as the gym who wants only the best people, the happy people, the smiley people. There's nothing wrong with that. Before you take any action, I urge you, take 24 hours. If it's a social media complaint, I urge you, read it out loud to your wife for context. And sometimes think, maybe the best thing to do is nothing. Enjoy your weekend.